0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of A to B Podcast. I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And
1: we are working on getting from point A to point B through organization, to do lists,
0: <laughs> and some fun. <laughs> You threw me for a little curveball there, (laughs) Autumn. We are talking about to-do lists today. So as you know, our regular segment, Why on Earth Do You Still Have That?, is on hold for a bit because we have decided to dive in to the minimalist game, the brainchild of the minimalists. It's a game, but it's a hard game is what it is. Basically, on the first, you get rid of one thing. On the second, you get rid of two things. On the third, you get rid of three things. So today, we are actually checking in on days five through... 11.
1: Last week, we started the game and we shared our day one through four yes but i don't think we're gonna go through every item this week it's gonna well, be a long long podcast
0: <laughs> i know right so on day nine here are the nine things i got rid of we will not go through each thing but we will share an overview so i should ask you autumn what was the what was the easiest thing to get rid of on on these last these last six days seven days
1: As it turns out, if you just go through your kid's room, you can find 11 things pretty quickly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that your kid's room is a little lighter, thanks to this game?
1: Yes, although I did go through it with my daughter.
0: That was kind of you. (laughs) The
1: one who is interested in organizing, and it was so funny because she's like, I don't use this anymore. I don't use this anymore. And I'm like, are you sure
0: you want to get rid of that?
1: So some things I put to the side because I feel like, Maybe she's been listening to our podcast a little too much.
0: Aww. But she was motivated. I love that. I think that's really sweet. Yeah. It was cute. You're inspiring the next generation, Autumn. One out of three. The other two, not so much. Yeah. So for day five, I got rid of five rolls of wrapping paper, and I still have more rolls. <laughs> How is that possible? This is
1: great. Well, I think you enjoy buying wrapping paper. <laughs>
0: I guess I do. I don't have one of those like wrapping stations, you know, that you see on Pinterest or something. Most people don't. Oh, well, (laughs) at one point in my life, maybe I thought I was going to have a wrapping station. And I was like, no, I sure am not going to. But I will have enough roles that would warrant a wrapping station. Uh, No longer, though, I got rid of five. So I have about, I only have about four left. That sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable, right? That it's not including Christmas wrapping paper, because that's a whole other beast. I'll, I'll purge those after Christmas time. Sounds good. Unless I get really desperate on day 15, 16, 17, <laughs> day 30. I know I have some more wrapping paper to get rid of. I got rid of five pairs of shoes on day seven. I got rid of this really cute green cup that I was actually going to give you for your birthday. <laughs> I, I, I think... What am I supposed to
1: say? I think if you still gave it to me, it would count. Or the decluttering challenge.
0: You're right. It might still count. It's very cute. And I was like, oh, I think Autumn would like this when I got it. But then now it's just been sitting there. You you never know. Maybe I will wrap it up with some (laughs) of my remaining wrapping paper. Oh, on day 10, I got rid of 10 Christmas dishes. As much as I don't like shopping, I did used to go to the day after Christmas. But the day after Christmas was somehow like, I don't know, a little exciting. Maybe it's because, again, of my love of buying wrapping paper. I, I don't know. I got these dishes. They were like little snowflake dishes. At the time, I thought they were very cute. And I imagined having a little holiday soiree. Yeah, I said goodbye.
1: I'm happy. I'm happy for
0: that. You sound happy.
1: Well, that's because I was thinking I didn't want to offend people who have <laughs> Christmas-themed like dishware, but I just feel like you can have regular dishware and purchase other items that would be themed and make it look really lovely without having a specific set of dishware for each holiday.
0: I understand what you're saying about the whole not having turkey plates just for Thanksgiving or whatever, but we did go to a friend's house on Christmas Eve and they had these really beautiful dishes. They didn't use them frequently and they weren't Christmas-themed but they were like very special. Like they would bring them on special occasions. The last couple years I've been gifted items from Spode. Do you know Spode? No. So Spode is this Christmas design. They are, it is such a treasure. And when I bring them out and use them at Christmas time, it's so special. So I'm going to push back just a little bit on your whole, not having dishes just for one holiday.
1: I'm not saying that people cannot do that. I feel like if they, if that brings them joy and they entertain a lot, Go right ahead. Just don't feel obligated to have dishes for each specific holiday because you can do other things without having to buy a whole new set of dishware. It's not one of my gifts to host dinners. So I feel like if that's your thing and you use it and you have space for it, enjoy. But don't feel like you have to get. Easter dishes and Christmas dishes. And I do like the idea of having seasonal dishware so that give you that feeling of the holiday without being so specific that you only have can use it once a year.
0: Well, and I think the difference too is that this collection that I'm growing now, it's beautiful. It's definitely makes me smile. I do get joy from using it versus these on-sale plastic snowflake plates that I got from Target. Those I could say goodbye to.
1: Right. I will push back with you Because my mom does have a collection of Christmas mugs. And during the Christmas season, she puts them out on a plate. And everybody that's visiting has a little Christmas mug. And they're all different. Oh, that's
0: cute. It is really sweet. I enjoy that. So That is cute. I'm not total Grinch. You're not? I don't think you're a Grinch at all. You know, one of the interesting things about this challenge is in trying to find items, you do start looking at your belongings with a different eye. Even though, yes, I could still get use out of those plates, I am okay with letting them go. Yes, I love this. Oh, I should mention i had been using them year-round, so. (laughs) (laughs) I really had. That's why they were still in my cabinet in April. Do you need more plates? No, I do have some (laughs) these weren't my only so i did use these for quite a while when i moved i went to ikea and i got some (laughs) neutral plates that See, this is going off on a whole other tangent. But the thing is, is that this game is forcing me to re-examine items. Happy to say we've made it through day 11. Yes. And next week we will share the highlights of day 12 through 18. Wow. Boy, that's going to be a lot of items. Yeah. One day at
1: a time. And it's not too late to join us if you feel like just jumping in.
0: (laughs) If you do join us, please do check out... Theminimalist.com/game to get all the details. You can share pictures of your items. We're sharing a weekly roundup picture on A2B Podcast on Instagram. You can tag us at A2B Podcast and also be sure to tag hashtag men's game M-I-N-S. Game because they have definitely been the inspiration for this decluttering adventure.
1: Yes, we're becoming minimalists one item at a time.
0: I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: Today we are taking a closer look again at our to-do list. In episode 7, Making a Better To-Do List, we took a look at our to-do list and decluttered it and crossed off items that have been sitting there for too long and it was time to say goodbye to. Maybe there's reasons that you haven't conquered a specific to-do that's been on there for a while and it might just be time to delete it from your
0: list. We discovered that to-do lists can indeed get stale. And sometimes you have something on there out of obligation or even like your well-intentioned item. I really did want to make this basket for you, Autumn, but we said goodbye on that episode of making a better to-do list. You said, it is a-okay that I never crochet this basket, and I said...
1: Yeah, sometimes it's okay to just admit to yourself, you're just not going to get to it.
0: What about those items that you do want to keep on your list? Those items that you want to take action on, that you know you want to get done?
1: Yes, because April, we are focusing on taking action. Taking action with decluttering, and today, taking action
0: on our to-do list. So today, we're not talking about those items that are someday maybe, because you do have those items that are, you know, I'd really like to... Imagine that you have those type of items on a whole separate list. When you decide that you want to start taking actions on those items, you would move them to your current list. So before we name off these things, Autumn, can I do a little mini happy dance via podcast?
1: Yeah. What am I going to say? No. <laughs>
0: So in preparing for this episode, I wanted to find this article I had saved. I just want to give a quick shout out to systems because (coughs) I've been working. No, I've been working really, really hard on my paper. You have been. And I had a stack of these articles, ironically, that are about decluttering. And when we're preparing for this episode, I'm like, if only I had that article still. Guess what? You found it. I found it. It was with my other articles in the binder for these types of articles. It was there in a little plastic sleeve just waiting for me. And it made me so happy. I don't think this is
1: going to sound as exciting to people unless they saw (laughs) your pile of paper. Because they're like, yeah, of course she found it. But if they hadn't seen your pre-sort pile
0: my mountain of paper
1: right they wouldn't quite understand that this is actually exciting because you had so much paper you couldn't find what you needed when you needed it exactly
0: so picture a mountain of paper and my goal on my to-do list actively all the time is really organizing my paper because I'm a paper person and we'll do a whole other podcast about paper but for now just a mini celebration because this paper was where I thought it would be, or where I hoped and dreamed it would be, and there it was. It's beautiful. <laughs> so the reason this paper was so important is because this is one of our tips for how to tackle that, that to-do list.
1: So for our podcast today, we are reading you a magazine
0: article. <laughs> From J- April 2011, <laughs> real simple. Enjoy. We are reading you this. No, but let me read you just the opening paragraph. So this is called Plan an Unprocrastination Day. And again, this is from April 2011. Real simple. Gather your most neglected tasks and a no-nonsense companion. That's you, Autumn. Yes. And head off on an odyssey <laughs> of productivity, vowing not to return home until your long-ignored to-dos are done. And then they give... What they call a play by play, starting at 9 a.m. and going until 7 p.m., of what they did and all of their errands and how it went. And I love this so much. And the, my favorite part, because I can totally picture doing this with you, Autumn, 9 a.m., strategize. At the local diner, Wendy and I pull out our lists. Hers is typed, mine is on post it <laughs> notes. We map out our day while downing eggs and coffee. I start to whine. Wendy says, This is fun. That is what I would say. Right? Autumn, this (laughs) article is you and I. An unprocrastination day. That is our first tip. Your to-do list. Break it out. Plan a day with your no-nonsense companion. I do
1: actually kind of really like this. I'm sorry for giving you a hard time. This is great. Go to
0: coffee. Go to Starbucks together or your favorite coffee shop sit down and map out your day of what are your errands those pesky to-dos that you have been putting off that you want to tackle maybe there are returns i know for me i loathe going to return things but if i knew that we were going together that would just make it so much more manageable so plan a a day with your with your buddy
1: my only problem with this is how efficient
0: is it going to be because now you have twice the amount of errands to go get done you're right on your own you could probably get it done in half the time but the thing is is these are items that you have not gotten done and if you don't actually put them on your to-do list and say hey we're going to do this this is a way of supporting each other they just wouldn't get done well, what
1: if you meet for coffee then goes two separate ways and then meet for lunch again then that's a little bit more efficient sure. go
0: ahead <laughs> go ahead can you tell how excited i am about this unprocrastination day this is amazing wait hang on this is one of the reasons why you want this pal 12 15 p m post office i wait in the car again wendy sends gifts and online returns and buys prepaid boxes to use for future mailings now let's fast forward 1 30 p m jewelry repair I barely stopped the car on Main Street and Wendy jumps out. By the time I make a U turn, she has returned, having dropped off two necklaces for fixing. You see this? You see this teamwork? Yeah, this is great. And then she starts to give up and her friend is like, No, 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 you've got this. They get home. She's like, You know, one of the things was setting up online bill pay. Her friend's like, Let's do it. Let's do it right now. <gasps> oh, that's what this I do amazing. This is amazing. And then at the end, they were like, Let's do this every three months. And then they'd say, okay, wait, let's do it every six months. And then they say, maybe let's make it annual. But the point is, is that this article was so inspiring to me that I saved it since 2011. I put it in one of those little plastic sleeves and now I am referencing it for our podcast listeners because I think this is a great way to get those pesky to-dos done. Team up and knock them out together. So we will share a picture
1: and maybe we'll be able to find the link if Real Simple just (laughs) still has archives from 2011. I will put it in our show notes in case you want to take a look.
0: Yes. And it's actually part of a whole article about procrastination and there's lots and lots of great tips in there. So what are some other ways that you can dive into those to-do lists?
1: Besides having an unprocrastination day with your friend, my number one is to plan, which I know this sounds silly, but you can't expect to cross things off your to-do list if you don't have any time. So you have to set aside time to actually get these tasks done or they'll just sit there.
0: This is actually a question I have. You posted this beautiful picture of this planner and it was really laid out like exactly the schedule and then on the right hand side was a list of all these to-dos. How are you planning it? In the schedule for the day, it did not account for all those to-dos. So when are those to-dos getting done?
1: It doesn't have to be daily, but even if it's a weekly, you set aside some time to get your tasks done. For me, I have a specific day. Wednesdays is when I sit down and kind of knock off those pesky to-dos that I don't like doing.
0: I picture that as my office day to get things done. I like that. So you have your to-do list and then set aside a couple chunks of time throughout your week, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, or when you know that you can dive into that to-do list and plug in whatever you need to do.
1: That brings us to prioritizing your to-do list. I'm a huge fan of the idea from the book Getting Things Done from David Allen, where he recommends writing everything down on a piece of paper to get it out of your mind so that you stop focusing on that and you release your mind from remembering it. And then once you get everything down, you look through your list of tasks and you prioritize the most important items. And prioritizing can look like ranking it one through five, or putting stars next to the most important and putting them in your calendar. It depends on your preference and how you work best.
0: I like the idea of keeping prioritizing simple because in the past I've gotten caught up in these really beautifully designed, I know Franklin Covey has a whole system like about your A tasks and your B tasks. And truthfully, sometimes what I do is just I take my list and I highlight, you know, I go through and I like highlight the five things that I know I really, really need to get done that week or that day.
1: I think that's a good point. I don't prioritize everything. I usually just look for the top three or the top five and I stop there and I don't prioritize the whole list. I'm just
0: looking for the most important one. It can get really overwhelming when you're trying to tackle this huge list. I remember vividly sitting there with my long list trying to move Tass up and drawing arrows. No. Take a highlighter highlight the five that you want to knock out and let the others that are not time sensitive just kind of hang out for a minute they're going to be there
1: once you've prioritized there's different ideas of how to tackle them and one book by Brian Tracy called eat that frog suggests starting with the hardest thing and that will give you the momentum and also get the most important thing done first and I think that that's a great idea but it also helps me sometimes especially with my energy is low and I don't feel like doing anything sometimes I start with some Easy wins first. So quick, fast things that I can just cross off that maybe take five minutes. And then that gives me the energy and the motivation to kind of move to the harder tasks. Speaking of energy, I think energy plays such a huge role in getting those dreaded tasks off your list. And that comes back to just knowing how you work best and knowing what gives you energy throughout the day.
0: I know you asked me, we were kind of talking through my schedule and you said, okay, what day do you have the most energy after work? And I was saying, usually Wednesday, we get out a little bit early and you had a great idea. You said, make that half an hour when you do errands on your way home when you know you have a little bit more energy.
1: Yeah, I I usually run on Saturday mornings and I know right after my run I have a lot of energy it's a pick-me-up so if I get those tasks in right after the exercise I have a lot more energy
0: when I'm tackling to-dos I love to listen to a podcast or listen to music it helps me to distract myself with something that I'm looking forward to listening to
1: Pairing your task with an enjoyable thing that gives you energy is a great way to cross those items off. So even if that means planning an unprocrastination day with your friend or just having a coffee date. I know I did this a couple times when
0: I was a teacher where we go and sit at the coffee shop to grade papers. (laughs) Speaking of coffee date, that makes me think of in the morning, I love making a cup of coffee and diving in to my to-dos. But then in the evenings, sometimes something like sorting paper, I will totally get a glass of wine. And that is like such a treat to just sit there and tackle this to-do while I'm relaxing and just kind of unwinding. It's a way of again pairing something that's going to make the to-do a little more manageable.
1: Yeah, some tasks might be perfect for when you have the most energy, like mine would be in the mornings, and then other tasks, you can just sit and relax and you don't need as much energy to do. So you can plan those out based on your energy levels.
0: The other thing that we really wanted to recommend is not multitasking. I'm talking about trying to do multiple to-dos at once. If you start to do something like, let's say with my paper, oftentimes when I was organizing my papers, I would come across some to-do that oh I really needed to call about this bill you know and all of a sudden it's sitting right in front of me I could have easily stopped and gone and made that phone call now but I had really set aside that time to dive into my paper so I needed to have my notebook I learned this from you Autumn have it next to me with my pen I write down the to-do I'm not losing that to-do but I still keep my focus on the task at hand instead of getting totally derailed and now I'm all of a sudden on the phone and that becomes some other thing and oh let me check my messages and oh you know and now the the goal for that session is really lost
1: Yeah, that's an important strategy to have, especially if you're going through paper or organizing any area where to-dos or tasks pop into your head as you're organizing. Having a place to kind of write it down, what's the next step, can be very helpful to keep you focused. If you have bigger projects on your to-do list, maybe it's going to take you longer than an hour or an afternoon to get done. Another strategy from the book, Getting Things Done which is a great recommend if you want to dive into this deeper. He really goes into conquering that to-do list. For bigger projects, focus on writing the smaller steps, the exact action that you'll need to take to get this done. So instead of saying, I need to make a photo book for the year for my family, that's a, a long task, break it down into
0: smaller pieces. So go through January's photos. I know exactly what you're talking about, because when you look at a to-do, it should be as specific as possible. So make photo book for my family is actually the big end result. But between where you are today and having that photo book done are so many little steps. So how can you break that task into smaller chunks so that you are making progress towards it? David Allen talks about
1: in his book, sometimes the real problem is that you just haven't sat down and thought about the to-do list quite enough and you just need to Take a second to realize what those specific next action steps are. And it won't take as long as you think, but it's that forcing ourselves to look at that project and say, "Okay, what are our next steps?
0: So maybe that to do for towards your photo book is upload most recent pictures off of my camera or decide between Shutterfly photo book and, (laughs) you know, whatever photo book make them smaller tasks because if it's this big task that you are having trouble diving into sometimes the reason you're having trouble diving into it is because you're not sure what the specific action to take is
1: right it's too big to look at and know where to start
0: exactly My next step, Autumn, with my Mm -hmm. to-do list is I am going to figure out, like the way that you said, you have these specific chunks of time where you can plug in those to-dos. I'm going to take a look at my week and I'm going to figure out what are some chunks of time when I know I can tackle some things on my to-do list. This is great. And then I'm going to look at my to-do list, see what the first four or five tasks are that really need to be handled when I have that open time. But it's not open time. It's time I am specifically planning for to-dos. That's right. We would love to hear how you are taking action on your to-do. And if you have a to-do that feels particularly sticky and you need help untangling it, then feel free to contact us at a to b Podcast on Instagram or Facebook or by emailing us hello at a to b Podcast. We kind of love the challenge of untangling sticky to-dos. So we're ready. We're ready. (laughs) If
1: you've been enjoying A to B podcast, we would love, well, even if you haven't been enjoying it, we would (laughs) love
0: to hear what
1: you think. Please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps get the word out
0: and we would really appreciate your feedback. Thanks so much for listening. Boy, tomorrow's day 12. I have some decluttering to do. Here we go.
1: Can't wait to hear about it.
0: Bye. Have a great week.
1: Bye. Besides planning Procrastination Day with your friend.
0: Unprocrastination Day.
1: Oh, that's right. (laughs) Unprocrastination Day.
0: The procrastination days don't need planning. We got those down. (laughs) Uh.